You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Marks. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks. All right, Mike. Uh, bam. Well, a lot of good games this past weekend. Uh, how? Let's just start with this Monday night game, Buffalo and Tennessee. Whoa. And the big boy, uh, Derrick Henry, was rolling. It was a great game. It was. You know, right down to the very end there, the, the last – two series that Buffalo had, I just have a, a problem. The second to last series, they were, they went three and out. They took two shots at the end zone back-to-back, couldn't get the first down. Then, of course, they go down and Derek puts it in the end zone, and now they got to catch him again. So they get all the way down to the one-yard line, and I'm looking at the front, and they have four down linemen between the two yards. And there's just no way you're going to get a quarterback sneak in there, right? And so he starts in the shotgun, uh. and – I don't know yeah. if that was predetermined. He had to do that, or he couldn't do something else. Or, but it was probably the worst front that you could possibly run a quarterback sneak in. Then he tried that. Then play he slipped. Against, you know, yeah. I mean, he slipped. Does he make it? If he doesn't slip, I mean, I don't know. He's a big dude, but I mean, I don't know who could yeah. get a quarterback sneak against four down linemen from guard to guard. You know, that's a nasty looking front there. I just when that happened, when I saw them line up, and then he ran up to do the quarterback sneak, I told Julie before the ball's time, I said, this isn't going to be good. And they were coming off of a timeout, yeah, right? Yeah, I just I I didn't believe so. So they had time to yes. talk about it, discuss it, or they were reviewing his uh, previous run toward the pylon, which they ruled just shy of the first down. Right, they he, short, you know, yeah. he jumped out of bounds, fell out of bounds, right. So, uh, but, but in general, you like going for it, the call to go for it. Yeah, court, I, I don't have any problem going go for, for it. Time. I think, you know, but, you know, he's yeah. got a stable of receivers that are pretty darn good. You know, there's, yeah. you know and the, the, the thing that, that's missing on that team is a dynamic running game. They don't trust no, it true. or they just don't have the, per, the backs, you know, whatever it is. But that's their Achilles yeah. right now, and it showed up there because that's a, a situation where you need to turn the ball hand to the back. You know, or yeah, yeah. a play action, get it into a back, anything but a quarterback sneak. And I know how big he is. I know what they're thinking. But when they came out there and they had those four down guys in there, he should have had some sort of option where he didn't do that, right? But they didn't, and they lost uh, another heartbreaker. Remind me of uh, the Vegas game or the Pittsburgh game in the opener. But um, they got beat, mm-hmm. and they physically got beat in that game. Yeah. And uh, to your point about the run game, Singletary, he's, uh, he was a leading rusher with 27 yards. Second leading rusher, Josh Allen with 26 yards. So, yeah, I mean, so there's your just, point, they've got to do some. I mean, they can't, they just, it's not, you know, you don't have flags on your legs. You know, it's not flag football. You got to, I mean, you have to be able to hand that ball off and get productive with it. You know, otherwise you're not going to win a championship. And you're no. just not. No, no. And on the other side of the ball, they, they got that answered, right, with Derrick Henry. Boy, 20 carries, 143 yards. Whew, that man seems to get stronger and better every year. Well, they showed that graphic, two two yards in the first quarter oh, that per was rush, scary. then three, then 
four, then six in the fourth stronger quarter. Stronger yeah. and better as the game goes on. Yeah, that that very well could be a matchup uh, that we see uh, AFC AFC uh, championship game or somewhere in the playoffs because those could, two teams, could very well be. Yeah. yeah, the quarterback played good. I mean, they played very well on offense. They were well rounded. Uh, when when you can rush the ball like that, you get wide receivers one on one all the time. They they've got to get more guys up there than you're comfortable with. You know, if you have right. a dynamic pass game, which they really do, and they've got those two big old receivers that, you know, of course uh, Julio makes that great catch there on the sideline in that last yep. series to get him down there. But you know, the pass game's going good now. They were so out of sync to start the season, but they're rolling now. Yep, now they are. So Tennessee will take that win, 34-31, and Buffalo has to lick the wounds. And as Josh Allen said today in the papers, uh, you know, we, we're going to take it and get fuel from it, learn from it, and move on. That's that's all you can do. It's too early in the season. Does that remind you of another fret. game last year that they were in? Yeah, yeah, AFC Championship game, right. In the in the Cardinal game? Early in your member? The, oh, uh, oh, I see. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, Tyler Murray. So, yeah. Last play of the game throws a touchdown. That, that too, yeah. yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they say winning's a habit. Well, losing can be a habit too. And you don't want to start developing that kind of habit here. So yeah, you have to figure out a way to win. Sean McDermott, he's got to figure that out and, and figure out a move on. Any other games jump out at you, Mike? I know Dallas and New England. That was uh, that was an interesting game. You know, it's fun to watch New England play in New England because there's they just don't make any mistakes. They just they're like a machine. Yeah, that's true. No matter how good they are. But the thing that impressed me is their ability to run the ball now. And they're not that good in the offensive line, but they're they're really rushing the ball pretty well. The quarterback is effective. He's not a pop gun arm like uh, uh, somebody had said in the media, and somebody called him a pop gun arm. But Jones is not. He's a good passer. They're going to continue to get better and better, and eventually they'll be in a position to challenge for that, that uh, division again. Yeah, that game came down to the overtime situation. Uh, everybody's talking about uh, Trevon Diggs now and another interception. I believe that's seven on the year. Then he got burned. And I want to be careful how I say this. He was involved. It looked like it was man-to-man coverage to start. Uh, the they hit a long one. Right. But the, the safety, damn safety the came safety down. The safety took that bad angle, and that was it. Right. You know? and, and, you know, it's unfortunate. And that's just the – I get it. That's the world we live in. People will – point to the last man chasing the ball. And I've been in that situation sometimes. You know, Ron's but, a corner. You're always going to get beat some sometime in your career. It's going to happen. But oh yeah, no matter how good you yeah. are. But to me, the safety, that was his play to make. He didn't make it. It was his play all day. Yeah. All day long. So I, I'm going to stand up in the defense of uh, no question. Yeah, he's going to wear it. I get that part. But if you know what you're looking at and you break down that film, that safety was uh, he was totally out of control. But bottom line, uh, big win. Dak uh, tweaks his ankle. Uh, you know, he's in a boot right now. Uh, they say it's going to be okay, but they're off to a nice start, Mike, and everything seems to be be rolling along pretty smooth for these guys. The thing that happens, uh, that has happened rather with Dallas is they have played uninspired football there for about 20 years. And this is the first time as a football team I've seen them play inspired football week to week where they're excited, where they, they're encouraging each other that they, you know, before they just look like a bunch of independent contractors checking in for work, you know, mm, but they, they look point. like an inspired football team. You got to give Mike McCarthy credit for that. Mike Dallas's offense ran 82 plays. So that means that's exactly how many defensive plays at new England was Brutal. on the field. Brutal 40, Brutal. almost 40 minutes of time of possession. 
that's if you're from an offensive standpoint, that's textbook, isn't it? It is. That's what you want. There's no question. But what's amazing about that whole deal, that being said, they can't get Dallas off the field, but they put him into overtime. Mm -hmm. And clearly Dallas is more talented than New England. They they just are, you know, and to go up there and then uh, be in a position to take them into overtime and win it. I mean, you know, we all know Bill's a great coach, but it's just a good indication of why he is who he is. You know, he did a great job of coaching in that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harris for the Patriots, he went over 100 yards rushing. He, Elliott did not, but it was just so well balanced and had the ball, you know, that time of possession we speak of, then uh, that it, it didn't, didn't really matter in the end. Moving forward, Pittsburgh, Seattle, uh, that game was interesting. Uh, Pittsburgh, found a way to, to, to fight through it. A, a crazy call there at the end, almost similar to the Buffalo game. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh uh, is, is playing defense, and they, uh, they allowed Seattle uh, to, to do a review. And I mean, Seattle didn't ask for the review. They, they stopped the clock, and the clock was Seattle's enemy because right. they were trying to kick a field goal. And they stopped the clock so Seattle could, uh, so the officials could look at the review. But that helped the Seahawks get composed again. And and Mike Mike Tomlin went crazy. Is he right? Is he wrong on that? Is that can they stop it like that in that situation? I guess they can. But well, they can. You know, you can see the official at the very bottom of the picture running in with his arms waving. Uh, the the call came from a top up top that. Uh, you know, they had to review that and they stopped it. So when they yeah. do that with the arms, the clock has stopped. Now he, there was one, at least they got it from over his headset to stop it. So there's nothing you knew about. That's just the rule. That's the way it is, yeah. you know, and I can understand him being upset, but you yeah. know, you can't change the rule during the middle of the game. either. Well, I wonder, yeah. I wonder what, what he was arguing about. I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe the time on the like- clock, you know, they, they put two or three seconds on the clock and, he didn't understand why they they did that, and you know, being on the sideline, you don't know, you know, you don't have that information. Yeah, yeah, we understood. I understood why. Yeah, right. But yeah, right. one guy calling calling it stopping the clock, but the others aren't, and the camera yeah. doesn't get any of that, and he probably didn't yeah. see it. So, yeah. you know, uh, if they hadn't done that, then it'd be pretty hard to justify that. Yeah. What other game uh, kind of s- stuck out? Well, the Charger you? game uh, really. Mm. I, you know, that was just uh, – they took them to school. They really did, you know. Yeah. I think the Chargers got exposed just for what you were talking about earlier, their lack of defense. But the thing that happened to them that really bothered me was all year long they protected Herbert pretty good, and they just – they came after him and they had no answer. Yeah. And that's yeah, a shame that. on them because you've got – when you play a team like that, when you play Baltimore – you're going to see every kind of blitz that, uh, that God ever created in football at some time. And you need to know that and be ready for that and have an answer for it. And they just look like they didn't have an answer for any of that. Yeah, Herbert show- just got whipped now. He just got beat up. He did. Uh, on the day, you know, he, his numbers weren't crazy bad at all, but they weren't crazy good either. He was 22 of 39, 195 yards, a touchdown interception. But what I saw, Mike, I, I saw something – disturbing it was a lack of energy from the chargers yeah i was going to say something about that too you know when you go back and look at their last three games 
They played these last three games that ended in, in the final play of the game or the final minute. And in their own division, you know, the Raiders, the Chiefs, you know, and, and to do – there's so much energy spent over that three-week period. It's hard to go on the road and play a great team like that. It just is. Um, and, you know, when I was in, in 01, when I was at the Rams, we were, we were the wingest team in football at that point. And we were going to play Carolina, who we had beat 42 to nothing at halftime at home when we played them. So it was – it should be a blowout. Well – we had just we had just won the division, and we played three really difficult teams, and uh, had won them in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to play a team that hadn't won a game all season. And we went in there. We didn't. It wasn't that we let up. We were an exhausted football team, and we had to win it on the last play of the game. And that's a team that we had beaten forty nine to three or whatever it was the first time we played them. So. The energy, I mean, that happens to teams. You just get gutted. You know, you, you expend so much. And when you get yeah. on the road and travel, it's just a double whammy. I, I understand that it happens. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I was watching Joey Bosa carefully. In passing situations, you know, third and long, I mean, he, he, he was a force. He, he made some decent plays. But in, in run situations, non-passing situations, it looked like they were beating up on him a little bit. They were. They went after him. That's what you do against mm-hmm. pass rushers. In the running game, you attack him. You make him play. We say you make him play football. Yeah. You double him. You bring your tight end. And you lead block him with a big fullback. You just beat him up and take away their will to rush the pass. So that's what you try to do. And that's what they did. They had a great plan for him. Yeah, they, they definitely made him play football, and it, uh, they exposed a lot. So, you know, wake-up call, unfortunately. Now, that's what the, the Chargers have to wear into the bye week. That's not how you want to go into the bye week. But I think it's a good time for a bye week for them. Maybe. So, you know, here's the other thing that's, that's a good point, I think, to think about. It's really hard to play a team before a bye week. Because guys have a tendency to start looking at that bye week. You know what <laughs> they I mean? made that reservation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they just they, they want that week off. And let's just get yeah. let's just get this one over with kind of a deal. And you really have to coach to that. You got to get that out in the open and talk about it and say, no, we can't, we can't do this now. So yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, Raiders Raiders did what I thought they would do, and you said it. Denver's not for real. And, and so it's starting to show. And that was a big win for the Raiders. It was a great win for them, obvious yeah. reasons. And they look like, uh, you know, the, sub, the the teacher was gone, a substitute teacher was in, and they were just having fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the Rams go back to New York. Uh, Joe Judge has got a long road to hoe. I know about the injury. Saquon Bartley, Barkley was injured. Uh, they, they have a number of receivers heard. And during the game, the one playmaker uh, that could have helped them, Kadarius Tony, he goes out with an injury. It, it was more the dominance of Aaron Donald. And in the end, just, the Giants were just mercied in that one. Yeah, they, they, uh, I felt so bad for those guys because just, they just don't have any talent there. They just, it's like the Jets, you know, they're just so short in talent, uh, and ability, you know, with playmakers and, you know, whether it's injury or they're just not there, uh, it's pretty hard to survive in the league like that. Mike, how does that happen though? Tell me where this starts. I, I know they've made some changes in the front office there. They got, 
uh, a guy that was in Buffalo with me in our front office when I first came into the league, Dave Gettleman. He's he's uh, up there as a GM. But what's the problem? Okay, so everybody's got to be on the same page. And you have to have a philosophy in personnel, you know, with the whoever is running their draft and whoever their personnel and GM and all that, whoever they are, with the coaching staff, they all have to be on the same page. And you have to have a plan on how you're going to build that that team and how you're going to address these needs. And mm-hmm. where they're saying, where they get in trouble is coaches want to draft on need. Because, you know, if you need a free safety, you may have to reach for a guy, but at least you get a safety. And then the other side, they say, no, you got to draft on – we need to take another defensive lineman because the values there. Well, hell, you already got five good ones, you know. So it just – and that's a, that's the issue that's common yeah. – and that goes on all the time, draft for value, no draft for need. Well, you know, you can do a little bit of both, but you've got to have players on the field to win and not just have a stockpile, a bunch of high draft picks here in one particular area, and that happens all the time. Yeah, uh, there it is. I mean, one, one guy is in the building over here down the hall. He wants this. Another guy wants that. A lot of times a coach and a young coach like Joe Judge is in the middle of it, and you end up with a final product of what you see right there a team that's, uh, that's drowning at one and five in the Giants. But they've been bad yeah. for a long time. And, yeah. yeah. You know, Ron, with the free agency, and dra- they just, they've got draft well. But to me, the team that drafts well every year is the Chargers. They don't resign them necessarily, but they've <laughs> always drafted very well. And they have, they have a plan. And they, they always draft guys where there's a need. They always seem to get good players there, you know. So, I mean, you get a guy with a, an agenda on how to do this, uh, you know the good teams do that. New England, you know, they were really down. They're, they're you know, they're coming back because of the, you know, the, you know what the, they kind of sold their future for those Super Bowls, right? Yeah. Remember, yeah, you, you no, said that right. before. You know the yeah. salary cap issues that they have, but they'll start building that thing back up. They knew what they were getting when they got Jones. You know, so they'll. Yeah. You know, the good teams do that. Yeah, well, another team that sold their future for the for the the now the Super Bowl now the Rams they've uh, they there's do. no money in that piggy bank and they they've got to win it in the next two years or they'll have to go into that rebuilding mode that, yeah. that they that coaches never say we're in <laughs> coaches and GMs never admit you're in so I've bet on those staffs too not as a head coach but as an assistant where the GM will come in and say, I want to play this guy. Season's basically over, guys. We can't get in the playoffs. I'm going to start playing these guys that we draft to find out about him. Yeah. Well, that's the last thing a football coach wants to hear. You're, you're trying to win. Yeah. Even if you've yeah. only won two, three games, you're trying to win. You don't care. You don't want to hear that. You know, so that's the difference between the front office and, and the, the coaches right there. Yeah. So Arizona, <clears throat> Arizona now not only knocks off Cleveland in Cleveland and, and, and I know you're going to have plenty to say about this one, Baker Mayfield, the injury and all that. But before we get into that, Mike, they, they made a deal going into the weekend that a lot of people missed, and it, is, it was a big deal. Zach Ertz, the tight end from Philadelphia, got traded to Arizona. And to me, that just makes life a lot harder for one team in the NFC West, and that's the Rams, because yeah. the Rams were already up against it uh, with the way the Cardinals came to L.A., beat them, but what, what they had going, they got the two receivers on the outside, two solid running backs, the quarterback, who 
who was hard to stop. And now you add Zach Ertz to this and a defense that's playing pretty darn well. Boy, it seems like they've got a lot of pieces in place and, and, a, and, a, and a good win, a big win for them in Cleveland this weekend. Just another great illustration about personnel. You know, good people make those moves, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, who would make that move when you're the, would you sit pat at six and oh thinking you don't need any help? No, they're constantly working it and trying to improve their roster, which is yeah, what you have to do. Cleveland started off really bad in that game. They just I think they had so many three and outs to begin with. They just they couldn't get anything going. Then they started going a little bit, but they they had some really ugly calls that went against them early that were kind of suspicious too to me, but yeah. Um, they just they were shocked by their speed. They weren't ready for that kind of speed. Now, now, where's Baker at? Right? That was an ugly sublex dislocation, whatever you want to call it. That's the second time around for him in a short period of, of time. Now, it is his non-throwing shoulder, Mike. Yeah. So my question to you, mechanically, that's got to to affect him. It's got to. It's got to. It would be like if you said a pitcher put his hand in his in his pocket and now throw the ball just as hard as he did without that arm that hand i, I think uh, it depends on the brace that he wears if he's got a good yeah. brace and he, he is not a real painful issue once it's put back in obviously uh but it's not a painful issue for him there shouldn't be an issue um he'll want to play i know but you have to like you said you've got to pull that shoulder all the way when you when you throw the biggest issue is raising it more than anything else. Uh, he, as long as he doesn't have to raise that left arm above his shoulder, I would think he'd be all right. But I would imagine he'll get surgery in the offseason. Mike, I, you know, we're waiting here for a diagnosis, not a diagnosis, but you know, more information. Obviously, everyone heard him talk at the podium after the game. He's in the brace. Uh, boy, I just – my question is how many more – Not many. Hits can he take on that or falls? Did you see him after the – yeah. He came back in, boy, he was real careful about how he fell. He almost, you know, he designed his fall a couple of times. I was looking at him take the snap from the center to see if that left hand could come up and Get down. Yeah. he could work. And he seemed to be all right with that. But yeah, it, and he is, he was skittish about taking the hits on it, and he should be. But he'll, yeah. if he continues to play, he'll have a big red target on his back. <laughs> You know, yeah. they can't wait right. to get to him, take him out. No, yeah, I know. The league doesn't like to hear any of that stuff. But yeah, you know well, what, folks? That's the real that's deal. just the reality of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, okay, so running-wise, since we're on the Browns here, we'll stay here and then before we jump to next week's games. So running back-wise, they're in trouble. Kareem Hunt, uh, T- Chubb didn't play. Kareem Hunt got hurt. He's out four to six. Uh, so now you, you've got a banged up quarterback, a run game that's that's injured, and receiver got a, down too, right? Beckham, yeah, went out. yeah, yeah. Beckham and Beckham, Beckham has has he caught a couple balls, uh, but uh, and I'm I'm looking here. I'm just looking at the stats. Five for for seventy nine yards, but I still feel like there's an an issue there. Beckham needs to have that ball a lot in. While he, I think he's gotten better with that, Mike, I, I think if he doesn't get it, there's some words in that locker room and it can be divisive in the locker room. So that's another wave that they're going to have to manage along with everything else that's going on. Right. I think now. that might have already been, I, I can't imagine the head coach allowing that to go on. Um, well, may, maybe it is, but how old is Beckham now? I don't know. I have to look that up. Because uh, he's yeah. at that point in his career where he's, 
he's injury prone to some extent as you look at his career of the last two or three years anyway. And right now he ought to be just excited to be on the field and being, being healthy at any time at this point. No, no, that's right. He'll get 28 years old. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, he he's at this point. Now you had the big knee injury last year, set out, fought back. So now, I mean, his, his mindset should be changing right about now. Yeah. He's not super. Right? He, you know, he's got the flaws that he's got to realize and just to keep healthy and contribute and make some plays in there. And, you know, I just, I don't know that that's the case. Uh, I, I would think that on really good teams, if you want to talk like that in the locker room, that stuff gets snubbed out right away. No. And that's, that's part of the problem. You know, on really good teams. That's that happens. So seven years in the league. Yeah. He's, uh, it's starting. It's gonna. It's gonna have to it's gonna happen. Affect him soon. now. Yeah. He's. Yeah. He's got to yeah. get it. They all got to get it going. Anyway, it, it, it's the whole team concept here defensively. I. Well, I didn't like some things they did in the secondary. They didn't look like they were on point. It just so. But that's what happens. Well, so. you know what though, the Cardinals can do that to you. Like I said, yeah. I think their speed and how fast they played shocked them. They weren't ready for that, and they went up and down yeah. the field so fast. It really. Then all of a sudden you feel like you got to make something happen on offense instead of just doing what you do. And if yeah. you, you start after that, if you start chasing that lead too early, then you just dig a deeper hole. That's kind of what they did. So the Broncos and, and uh, Browns will play next week and yeah. they'll be talking about John Elway and all of the stuff in that game. You know, the old, the old Bronco Browns matchup. There's a lot of members of our audience don't even know about just Google, just Google Browns. Broncos AFC championship games and you'll get everything you need. Trust <laughs> yep. me on that one. Or just Google the drive. John you'll Elway. you'll get everything you'll, you understand why the league uh, scheduled this game folks. Yeah. Uh, but would you play Baker Mayfield in that game? Well, he can't hurt any worse. It's just what he, the pain that it's whether he can manage it or not. Yeah. I mean, if the doctors say he can play, it's up to Baker at that point. Um, he'll, he'll want to play. There's no question he will, but they can brace him to where that thing won't get above his shoulder. Now, because uh, I've had that happen to quarterbacks before. Yeah. So, in other words, that's they brace it. He gets there. No, nope, you can't go any further. And that's where he's going to sublex it again. So, oh. as long as he can deal with the pain in the offseason, they'll fix it. Uh, yeah, he can play. Yeah. Well, I've done that. Didn't do it on the football field. Did it riding motorcycles. And uh, oh, that whoa, was whoa, not, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, yeah, you whoa. didn't, you didn't know, Mike. Whoa, I know whoa, you didn't whoa, whoa. know. Stop, stop back up on that. <laughs> there has to be a story there somehow. Oh, it's a hell of a story. Uh, you can't see it in my illustrious office here that I'm in, but off to my left, I have several, uh, uh, motorcycle riding trophies. In fact, you know what? You, you just hold on right there. Mr. Most I'll be right back. Hold on. And in the world. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. You should be doing a beer commercial. Are you sure it's not a mouse uh, on a motor scooter? All right. So. <laughs> Holy cats. Plug myself back in here. and. Uh, so what kind of motorcycle see. racing is it? Uh, this was motocross. So motocross, wow. The story, the story goes is when I was in high school, I fell in love with dirt bikes. And, yeah. Uh, I remember it got to one point. I was pretty good. And my dad said, listen, you have to make a decision here. It's either football or, or motocross. The two don't mix no, for it does a not lot mix. of reasons. So I, I obviously chose football, and I told myself that when I'm done playing, I think Dad said they said, when you're done with your, your career, then you can race all the motorcycles you want. And yeah. you know what? I never forgot that. And yeah. so the, the year I retired and it, it was done, 
I said, damn it. You know, I had all this adrenaline and all this stuff. And I said, I got I got to get back out there. My competitive edge was, was still there, Mike. So I went back to, to racing uh, motorcycles here locally. And so let me see here. This one. Oh, yeah, that's his first place here. I don't know if you can see Wow, it. it's a pink see trophy, that? too. I love it. First, no, it's yeah. red. It's not pink. It's red. Oh, I'm it sorry. It doesn't it matter. It's got, I'm it's sorry. First, yeah, I'm it's first so place. so sensitive. Boy, Mark, I tell you, man. You, anything to steal my shine. Don't throw shade on my trophies, oh, no, Mike. No, no, it's, it's impressive. Can you can you read the, the placing on that one? What's that say? Yeah, it says first, first team oh, class. Oh, oh, oh I first, see. I wonder what class you were in. Were there two yeah, people in it? I'll tell, you, <laughs> I'll tell you what class it was. It was the vet class, the over vet, 30. Over 30, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah I could because I, I think I just turned 30 or something. And yeah, so, you know, but we won't talk too much about that. And this you one. got some serious hardware there, Ronald. Yeah, well, this one here, you know, this is a third place trophy. It's a lot smaller than the other one, but, you know, here, here it is. Very nice. Yeah. And that's a motorcycle. So anyway, trying to look and see if life. I have any. No, sure no, you don't. just have Super Bowl trophies up there. No. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Nice, Ron. That's that's very very. <laughs> it's not surprising, I guess, but it's uh, that's pretty awesome. All right, nicely Mars. done, man. Thank you, thank nicely you. I'm well done. run. You know, if you're an athlete, you're an athlete. You can do anything, right? Yeah, that's why I don't. Is that do right? Anything. Yeah, that's why okay. I don't do anything. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in the fitness protection program, like you say, you know. <laughs> All right. The fitness. Oh, that's funny. The fitness. I got to use that. I got to yeah. use that. Let me write that down. Fitness protection. March. Giving you credit for that. Okay. All right. So uh, the upcoming games. Let me see. Mm, let me just throw out a couple here. And we already talked about Broncos, Cleveland. Um uh, oh wait! Before we do that, wait! Before we do that, our our, our, our Emmy award-winning producer Roy Hamilton—he just hit me with something. Got to do this. Uh, let me finish off Tom Brady. Tom Brady, because I was talking about the Eagles and how they traded Ertz. But uh, give me your assessment of him last week and that whole deal. Well, you know, he he supposedly had that that hand or finger injury going um, in, yeah, and he just—he's. Yeah. Uh, the bunny, you know, he's ever already bunny or whatever it is. You know, he just keeps on ticking. He just, he doesn't blink. I'm just shocked. I, I mean, I can't imagine a script like this, but it's, if there's Superman, he's got to be him. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah, it is. Oh boy. And they're getting good. Just like they did last year around this time. Yeah. They not, start to remember roll. last year, they had some ugly beatdowns from yeah. New Orleans and they just kept, well, okay, we'll fix it and keep going. Yeah. He forgot the timeout situation up in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's almost like you said, it's almost like it's a setup. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really like, like it's like it's planned to get everyone's expectations down low. And, and now again, they're under the radar because after that Rams loss, well, everyone out here was like, oh, that's it. You know, get the confetti out. You know, the Rams are going. That's it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, folks. You know, they're, they're going to have to deal with the Arizona Cardinals in the division here just to straighten that out. So a lot, a lot of football can happen is what I'm saying. A lot no of question. Still left and they'll have to play Dallas again in the playoffs. I'm sure. Oh, and Dallas. Yeah, now see, Dallas looks better to me now than they've looked in the past. But the team years. we never talk about is Green Bay, and uh, they'll I be know. there in the end too. So there's – there's some teams, like you said, it's so early yet. Green, but yeah. But yeah. I think the upper half and the lower half have really separated themselves. But there's probably 10 teams that really do have a chance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So let me run through this here Bengals at the Ravens. Bengals just have 
stumbled. They they had some close ones there, a close one against Green Bay that they lost. So now the Ravens feeling real good about themselves. They got to go to to Baltimore take on take on Lamar Jackson and that team. I don't know that that they can protect the quarterback. I'm talking about the Bengals against this mm-hmm. what they're doing defensively. In Baltimore, they took San Diego and their protections and just just disabled them completely. And it, I think that that's the big challenge to protect Burrow in this game. If they can protect him and let him play a little bit, then I think it's got a chance of being a pretty good game. Don Martindale, Don Wink Martindale, Martindale the yeah. defensive coordinator, doing a pretty good job there. So, again, for our younger audience, if you don't know who Don or Wink Martindale is, Wink Martindale, he's an old-school game show host. So just Google that name, Wink Martindale, <laughs> and then I don't have to talk about it anymore. Okay, moving mm-hmm. forward. Uh, Washington's going to Green Bay. I don't see that Ho-hum. being an issue. Ho-hum. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't even brought that one up. Washington 2-4, and four, they're struggling a little bit. Green Bay seem, seems to be getting their struggle. You just said something interesting. Why don't we talk about Green Bay? No one talks about Green Bay. I don't know. Um, there's so many other uh, surprise teams like the Cardinals coming up and growing and the story about Brady and, you know, the Chargers thing and – yeah, here Dallas is coming back. They just continue to be Green Bay. They, nothing changes up there. They just they start off with a loss, and he said it right. You know, it's just one game, and that's it. And he's, right now they're rolling really well. Right? Their run game's going. They're, you know, Jones is doing a really good job there. They've got the one big receiver, and of course they they brought back uh, oh number eighteen, the little guy. What's his name from Kentucky? The little receiver. Uh, they drafted him. Anyway, they, yeah. they, they've got parts. They've got plenty of parts to win it again. And surprising, I didn't think they'd be any good on defense when I first saw them a few few games, but they're really a, a top-rated defense right now. They're in the upper 10 anyway, defensively. Oh, Green Bay, yeah. 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 Oh, you're talking about Cobb. Yeah, Cobb. Randall, yeah. Randall Cobb. Randall yeah. Cobb, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, that was, see, there, there was another uh, case where maybe the man should have never left the building in the first place. He shouldn't uh, have. He really shouldn't yeah. have. You yeah. know, and, and he has he has always been a difference maker because on third down and four to six, you're not going to cover him. No, no, no. I, I never understood it, Mike, but it 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 speaks to your point about how everyone in that building has to be on the same page. Yeah, or you can't you, let them out. Your there. record's going to suffer. Yep, right. yep. So now t- Tennessee will take on Kansas City. Uh, that's at home, and Tennessee's feeling real good right now at four and two, and Kansas City is walking that three and three line. Oh, you know, okay, I, I, watched, I watched Kansas City, and they didn't play really well, but they, they won. Yeah. I just watched the quarterback, Mahomes. He did some really stupid stuff that I just had never seen him do before. In the last two or three weeks, he's just kind of throwing the ball up for grabs at times. I, I've never seen him do that. I saw yeah. come off the sideline, and Andy was really, really angry about that one pick. And he's just like, well, yeah, I'll get it back kind of a thing. Is he trying to do too much because he's had to do? I think much he's just frustrated. More? I think he's just frustrated. Yeah. No, I think he likes to do it all. That's how he's wired. I just think he's frustrated because they're not as good as they should be. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Raiders are going to get another win this week. The Eagles are coming out. I'd be shocked. You telling me you just traded Zach Ertz and now you're going to go out and play the Raiders who? Now, to me, I think the Raiders are going to take off because they've got a new – it's a rebirth. It is. Rebirth. Yeah, they've got good players. It's a real good coaching staff. But that – that oh, I don't know, downer that they had there and John John's whole demeanor, and I don't know what's happened to him in the last few years, but when you see him, he's just always – his persona's always been that 
you know, down yeah. the dumps kind of looking thing. So I think yeah. that whole thing is turned around in terms of uh, the excitement that these players have about competing and winning. No, you're you're right. And uh, Sirianni, he's he's got his work cut out for him. I, explain this to me, Mike. It, what is, what is up with the the, the Eagles? And, and this is what I'm talking about. So you go from Doug Peterson. You go from Nick Foles. You take Zach Ertz. All right. All three of those were had one thing in common: a Super Bowl. All right. How, how, what is going on in that building? We're talking about communication. That's kind so, of the theme of today. What, what is going wrong there? Because they just seem like they can't get it fixed and they always go the wrong direction. I think the front office has reached way into the coaching realm there and been very disruptive. And I think there's some directives that they've been given that you just don't do with coaches. And I think they've messed around with the personnel part of it. Um, and not gotten it right. And uh, I think they've overreached some areas and, you know, they've taken the head coaching position there and do what I say kind of a thing is, I think is the way it's done there now. And when you take a job, you better know that. Yeah. Well, it's ugly. It's getting uglier. They're going oh, it'll backwards. Get a lot uglier because I, don't, I yeah. just don't think, uh, I think they may have kicked uh, the season to the curb and start looking at right. now like some people do, like we talked about earlier. Yep. Cardinals are going to go 7-0 and uh, unless the Texans come out there and they completely overlook them. Texans 1-5. and five. They're The Washington their way Senators. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, go ahead. <laughs> Traveling <right>. team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the Buccaneers uh, will take on the, the, the Bears. In uh, Tampa Bay, that uh, the, I'm looking at the key. I'm looking at the the the, uh, the quarterback with the Bears and Fields, and you know I I think they got a little overconfident from that Raider win, but the Raiders were going through some in-house stuff, obviously. Sure. So I I don't see anything changing. I think it's the Buccaneers. I think the biggest thing with him is uh, they don't trust him, and they just changed. Uh, play callers they let the coordinator Bill Lazer now call the plays as of a week or two ago. And and they'll be better. Bill's really good. The problem that Bill has with them, I was talking to Bill here the other day that uh hmm. you know at this point, you know, he's just so young. He does things are happening so fast for him in the passing game. He almost gets to the point where he can't go through that reprogression. He just one and done kind of a deal. And once he gets fights his way through that and will stand in there, Lamar Jackson was the same way. You know, yeah. it was – and he's morphed himself into a, a really good passer now. So, I think with time that will happen, but I, I, he can't do that in a week or two. But he'll still make, make some plays. But I just – you know, in the first and the fourth quarter of that Bear game against Green Bay, they moved the ball very well, throwing it, and they went down and scored. Now, you know, why can't you do that throughout the game? I don't know. Maybe they will. Okay, Mike, the Saints at three and two going down to or uh, going up to take on the Seahawks two and four. Long trip for them. Seahawks, boy, they look like uh, they look like a team that's that's almost done. They just don't have that quarterback, you know. No. Until until Russell comes back, there's not much life. The, the quarterback just he just he just can't do it. You know, they pressure him. That's the key to him. If you blitz him, he just freaks out and runs out of the pocket. And had he stayed in the pocket, he. He could have made a number of those throws, but he broke and ran, and 
uh, it's just not playing. He just hasn't played enough, you know, and where yeah. you can fix that generally because when they see it on tape, then they realize it. But, Gino, if he if he can stand in there and make throws, they have a chance. But I don't know right now what New Orleans is. We'll find out. Yeah, and that's what happened at the end of the game. You know, he's running out of the pocket. He's going to scramble. He didn't, and then, he didn't need to. He just, yeah. you know, he had a nice pocket. He just saw the pressure come. And he started running, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was that was tough. So we're going to have to keep an eye on them. And uh, your your guy Wentz there now. He is uh, he's going to travel and take on. Let me pull this up here. He is taking on the 49ers, and the 49ers the are struggling. Yeah. yeah, the Colts. Well, the Colts have gotten better every week. They have. They've gotten yeah. better every week, and he's played well all year. We talked about this in the past. They're playing better around him. They're running the ball better, playing better defense. They were so bad on defense early, not really quite sure why, uh, because they potentially can be very good, and they've been very good in the past. Yeah. They've got good people. Yeah. And it looks like Garoppolo might be back in the mix. They keep talking about, you know, he's he's getting healthy, getting healthy. So, well, he's practicing, so I'm sure he'll play. All right, Mike, that's it. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on all of this stuff we talked about. A lot of interesting developments going on in the league. This is this is that period where people are separating a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, from now on. I think things will get uh, even more interesting. You'll see some surprises come up and some disappointments, but this is starts getting really critical as each week goes by. Well, we'll have it all for you. All right. Good talking to you, Mike. Run right, it Ryan. again. Ron Pitts, Mike Martz. We'll run it again for you next week. So long, everybody. Hey, I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Martz, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Let us know by leaving us a review on Apple. Be sure to join us next Tuesday for a new episode as we break down the undefeated Red Hot 6-0 Arizona Cardinals. Don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com and be sure and hit that subscribe button. Remember, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little. So long, everybody. Run It Again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVay Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.